If you've had a religious background, but you're currently in a place where you're feeling distant, maybe disconnected, maybe you're feeling abandoned, maybe you even would describe it as I did as hate, I hate God. No matter where you are, this episode is for the one who just wants to not feel this way anymore. Maybe you don't even know what your goal is, but maybe you just know that this is how you don't want to feel anymore. This episode is perfect for you. I can't wait to dive in. We're going to go really deep today. Just warning, strap yourself in. I will see you soon. You're listening to the Best You Yet podcast. I'm your host, Leah Samara, high performance strategist and spiritual mentor for coaches, thought leaders, influencers, and CEOs. Each week, we'll dive into deeper conversations and new perspectives on topics impacting female leadership and potential. I'll guide you to expand into the best you yet so you can create the global and generational impact you know you're designed for. Welcome to the deep end. Subscribe so you don't miss a show. one of the brave ones who clicked on this episode and I just want to really welcome you and love on you in this place. This is absolutely just a space where you can come and just listen and just be and absorb without feeling like I'm shoving something down your throat. I just want you to take this in the steps that you can and that you need to and if if it does feel too intense Um, Number one, you have to know where your limits are. You also have to know where you can stretch. And so I encourage you, if you are at a place where you can stretch, then lean in. If it does get too intense, maybe tap out for a little bit, go and do some grounding, run around the block, you know, really get back into your body and then come back and listen to the rest of it. I don't intend to be controversial or triggering today. I don't have anything to say that will I think trigger you, but I just always like to give that warning Um, when we're just going deeper because I'm fully aware that there's people in my world that have been through some quite really intense religious experiences and backgrounds. Um, Some of you have been married to religious men who have been abusive and you've lived through domestic violence. Some of you have grown up in Christian families that have been super codependent, you've kind of enmeshed with a parent, you've had to help that parent be emotionally stable or even physically stable. And so a lot of you are coming from backgrounds that I can really, I understand why you feel the way you feel. And so I just really want to let you know that you're safe here and it's just such a space where you can just go, oh, okay, let's just be real with how we feel. Let's not have to be nice and like cover it over. I think that was one of the hardest things when I was in a place of hating God, I was still going to church and it was really, I just felt so bitter and so I don't know if dirty is the word, but just that bitter taste in your mouth of just like, ugh, like I don't, like this is triggering me every single time it's brought up. I can relate to those of you who feel distant or disconnected from God. Um, I've been there many times myself, especially through um, the kind of healing process of complex PTSD. A lot of that 
kind of did bring on a bunch of distance and disconnection. And I can, I might explain that in this episode. I might split it into another one. I'm not sure yet. Um, the other thing is that that feeling of being abandoned by God. It's like, is he even here? Does he even care for me? I remember when I first understood that God actually cared and loved me, I was like, what? Like, you know, that Oprah moment where she's like, what? <laughs> Who is having that conversation? I relate to the abandonment feelings um, very much so. And so let's dive in. Let's dive in because I really want to uncover a bunch for you today. I want to help you get some clarity on this because I think it's such a blurry, tangly, triggering topic. And I I never see anyone approach this. I think a lot of people don't know how. I think a lot of people, I actually had a question in my inbox um, this weekend. A friend was like messaging me, like, how do I walk alongside a friend who's going through this? So it's like a lot of people don't actually know how to approach it, number one. So that's why why so many people don't talk about it. But I really want to help you get clarity on kind of why you're feeling like that and what is the next step and what are the goals that you could potentially have? Um, because so often we have people around us and these are my first two points. The first, the first point I have is stop letting people push you, right? It's time to assert some sovereignty and not out of anger, not out of like bitterness, resentment, none of that. What you need is some space to be able to just sit with this and work through the other things that I'm going to talk about in this um, podcast episode. But you just need some space where people aren't pushing you in an agenda, pushing you to come to church, pushing you to read the Bible, pushing you to come um, to Bible study, uh, pushing you to serve, you know, push, 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 right? And it's like you do need some space from that to work out some things. So the first thing I would be doing is asserting some boundaries in a really gentle, kind, calm manner and and buy yourself some spaciousness to be able to look at this. Maybe it's saying, you know, to your partner or to your friend um, or to a parent, like, look, I, I'm feeling distant or disconnected or whatever the feeling is right now. It's my thing. I'm going to work through it. I'm not ignoring it, but I do need you to stop inviting me to church for a little while or let's revisit that in two months or do you know what I mean? So just to add some languaging on it, that might be helpful for you guys. But having that space and then the second thing is stop pushing yourself too because I I remember I used to, because high achievers, that's who this podcast is for, right? Queen of the push, of the self-push, of the self-beater in order to get ourselves to perform, to achieve. And let me tell you, that energy, that performance and achievement energy is actually religious deconditioning work that you need to do to get rid of that performance and achieving. And that's just going to be making the whole situation so much worse um, if you feel like you need to perform or or do good works or um, be a good Christian girl so that God will see you and love you and help you out in life and help you be rich or whatever the thing is. 
Um, and so it's actually you really need to stop beating yourself up, stop pushing yourself as well. So you need to set some internal boundaries with yourself and allow yourself some breathing room, allow yourself some grace, right? This is where you are. Ignoring reality and pushing yourself harder isn't going to resolve it. If it would have, you wouldn't be listening to this. If it would have already, you wouldn't be where you are right now. So it's like give yourself that beautiful gift of just space. Okay? You guys thought I was going to trigger the hell out of you. See? It's so good so far, right? The next thing you want to do is really look at what is my goal? What is my goal for this thing, this tangled ball of yarn that's like all over the shop and it feels like anytime someone even mentions the word God or Jesus or Bible or church or Bible study or anytime I'm contacted by anyone from church or anytime my mum brings up this thing or blah, 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 or quotes a Bible verse or says, you know, joy is the way that you, you know, Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. You know, anytime stuff like that happens, you feel that, that trigger and your whole body tenses up and you're like activated. That's the tangled ball of yarn. And what we want to do is we want to be able to detangle the ball of yarn. But we need a reason, right? We need a reason to kind of go in there and start detangling and and individuating um, from the distorted religious beliefs that we may have and really start understanding what's really truly going on. Because often at the core of what's really going on, isn't that you hate God. It might be that you do feel abandoned by God. For me, that was the thing. It was like, I felt like God had abandoned me. I felt like I did everything right. I was the perfect good Christian girl. Like how could my life end up in abuse and disease and divorce and like all these things? Like how, how did this happen? So I didn't understand. So I I had some original beliefs that were in me that were like life needs to be fair. I had some beliefs that were in there that were actually false beliefs that set me up to feel abandoned by God, right? So there's that and there's events and there's circumstances and beliefs and emotions and all of this is in this huge tangled ball of yarn. So we must learn how to untangle it. Um, The thing that I really wanted to share with you, though, in today's episode specifically, because what I want to do is highlight, like, what is the first step that you need to take in this? Now that you've created yourself some spaciousness from other people and from pressuring yourself, what you want to do is actually just work out what your goal is for untangling right so what is what is the goal that i'm chasing for some of you it might be that you want connection with god again and that's okay for some of you that might not be your goal that might be too intense too boxed in too far down the track so for those of you who are in that place i highly recommend the most people that come into my world that have been through some stuff or that are feeling distant, disconnected, abandoned, or hating God, that they actually just take the time to set a realistic goal, take the time to get to a place of neutrality as their first goal, right? And it's it's similar, and I want to use this metaphor, it's similar, like, the, a similar thing to self-love and self-hate, right? 
For someone who hates themselves, to get to a place of self-love feels so beyond possible, but also just, it just feels so disconnected from where they're at. It's like, do I even want that? I hate myself so much. I don't even know if I want to love myself, right? Like I've been there. That's why I'm laughing. So uh, I can laugh because I have been there. I get the permission, the slip (laughs) to do that. The first step for me to get from self-hate to self-love wasn't to pressure and push myself to love myself. That's not the first step. The first step is neutrality. The first step is like, maybe I can just get to a point where I, I, I like, like I dislike myself less. Maybe the next step then is the neutrality. Maybe the next step is, oh, maybe I like will just choose one thing every week that I'll, I like, maybe like about myself or that I could say others might like about me. The next step might be, okay, what do I like about me? The next step, you know, and then you work up to self-love. And and it's similar in this place, like from someone to jump from hating God to loving God, when you're feeling so disconnected, you've had this stuff potentially happen. There's always an event. I find that triggers it. It's a big leap. And so you don't want to be trying to pressure yourself to make that big leap. What we want to do is just create neutrality, just create a neutral zone where you're not getting triggered, where you're not getting set off every time someone brings up the word God, where you're not experiencing the the tenseness in your body um, every time that happens. And slowly by slowly, what that neutrality actually allows us to do is then untangle, doing the work to then begin untangling the ball of yarn Because while the ball of yarn is triggering us, if we're not at a place of neutrality, it's going to keep triggering us. And it's absolutely pointless trying to untangle it. It's actually likely going to make it worse. But from a place of neutrality, we can think more clearly. We feel less um, kind of agitated. We feel like karma and we just feel like we're in a place where we can think kind of more rationally and that's because we're not in a place of fight or flight anymore our nervous system our sympathetic nervous system isn't so activated and so it allows us to kind of really look at things and analyze things with a cool calm head rather than that emotional overreaction that you might find yourself doing like I remember overreacting heavily to things and wanting to lash out and feeling so angry and feeling so frustrated. But it was because that tangled ball of yarn was so full of anger and so full of frustration. So for me, the first goal, like neutrality is just solves so much. That spaciousness, firstly, allowing yourself to have that space, but having, setting a goal I recommend neutrality, but you might be like, yeah, I want to love God again. Or yeah, I want close connection with him. I want inner peace. I want direction. I want to just not feel this way anymore. That's a goal. What's missing? Like work out what is missing? What is my goal? What do I crave? What is missing here for me? So that I can begin to work backwards um, and, and create 
and create the goal that I want. So if I know my goal is neutrality, then I can go, okay, my first step is then to untangle emotionally from this. And I have processes that I take my clients through to be able to do this. They're subconscious processes. And we do it by having conversations, having deep conversations and allowing kind of parts of us that have armored up Because when we feel like specifically, if you want to talk about kind of feeling abandoned by God, if we feel abandoned by God, we will have armored up in that circumstance where we will be disallowing anything or anyone to come close because it hurts too much. And so in this subconscious work, what we do is we we help those parts of us to actually feel more safe, to allow them to step down to, to de-armor, de- because while we have our armor on in any situation, not just with God, but in any situation, it blocks people out. It builds a brick wall that's impenetrable from the outside in. And that's our, our goal, right? We're overprotecting ourselves, trying to prevent something from happening again, or trying to prevent ourselves from feeling certain feelings. And so once these parts of us actually feel safe, then we can go in and go, actually, okay, what is the belief that's triggering this? What is the event that happened? How can how can we move beyond this in a way that's actually really empowering, not really disempowering, not really triggering, and not really bringing up stuff every time someone, you know, you can't control other people. So people are going to be like, yeah, how are you going? Or how's church going? Or like whatever the questions are and the things and the events that actually set you off, that's going to happen. If that's coming from outside sources, you can't control that. People even, I said, set boundaries, but not not everyone like really respects boundaries all the time. So you can't, yeah, you don't have control over that. But what you can control, what you can start taking ownership over is creating that internal um That internal neutrality that allows you to see more clearly, allows you to stop having your world really pierced by external sources like that, just gives you that really beautiful platform to be able to sort through and untangle this. Um, And to be honest, it's something that I'm still untangling. It's not as if it, it kind of is untangled and you're good to go. Like I'm talking about you know, like 35 years of condition, 35 plus years of conditioning, um, religious conditioning that happened. And a lot of it, like some of it, sorry, I don't want to say all of it, but a lot of my earlier years, a lot of my earlier years, the, the distorted kind of beliefs that I, I took on were just so inaccurate, um, about God, for example. So if you want to use one example, it, it was that I, I just didn't think God really cared about me that much. I, I He did feel, he always felt distant from me. So I never felt that close connection to God um, up until I was probably, I don't know, like ooh, very late 20s. Um, and so I, I did feel very disconnected. I felt like if I was to talk about a visual like a metaphor, it felt like if I closed my eyes, it felt like God was there, but his back was turned to me. You know, that's how it felt. And so it's not like my relationship with God is great now, but there's a lot of kind of distorted thinking and beliefs that still exist within me that show up in behaviors, especially in business and life and relationships 
that I have to consciously keep untangling. That's the work. That's the work of evolving to become the best you yet, right? It's the, it's the work. You've got to get in the trenches and do the work if you want different for yourself and for those in your bloodline and your sphere of influence. So I hope this was helpful for you today. I hope this has given you some clarity and just really allowed you some breathing room to work through some of this stuff because I know it is triggering. I know it has that impact on people. But it, I, from my perspective, having been through all of the things, feeling distant, disconnected, abandoned, even hated God, looking back, it's actually a lot more simple than what we make it. I think it what makes it feel a lot more complex is the other layers of emotions and the layers of kind of trauma and events and things that happen that create the identities and roles and beliefs that we're acting in that's actually really just not serving us in the here and now. Thanks for joining me for this expansive session. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a show. It would feel so good if you took a quick second to give the Best You Yet podcast a rating and a review. To leave a review and rating in iTunes, just click the reviews tab and in Spotify, go to the main podcast page and tap the three horizontal lines under the podcast cover image. Now, go out into the world and be the incredible masterpiece that you are. I'll see you in the next episode. Best you yet. The best you yet. The best you yet. Best you yet. Best you yet. Best you yet. Best you yet.